0: I really do think that for those who are in HR, it is important to look, to take that step back, you know, make sure that your profile looks great. But, you know, we want you to shine and we don't want to take total control over this. And anyway, this is your profile. And a lot of HR people, they find it hard to strike that balance where the company message versus the employee brand and message, but I think that we could do something that works for everyone and helps. It becomes just a, a beautiful place for connection, and I know this sounds crazy, but a little bit of storytelling. you know, It's the company's story, but also
1: the employee's story. Welcome to the HR L&D Podcast with your host, Nick Day, CEO and founder of JGA Recruitment, specialist HR recruiters. Tuning into the HR LD podcast will help you to discover strategic growth concepts, leadership development strategies, and the values and behaviours that drive organisational change and success. Together, let's empower our workforces, diversify our thinking, and achieve significant HR success.
2: Hello and welcome back to the HR L&D podcast. My name is Nick Day, CEO at JGA Recruitment Specialist HR Recruiters. Now whether you're listening to this for the first time or the 100th time, let me take this opportunity to say thank you for joining me today. But in particular, thank you if you are really keen on maximizing your potential on LinkedIn because this episode is for you. Do stay tuned. Today, all the way from New Jersey in the US, I am joined by Donna Sadula, who is an influencer, who has been absolutely pivotal in pioneering the concept of LinkedIn profile optimization, specifically for business leaders. Now, for those that know me, who listen to this podcast, this is something that I'm hugely passionate about. It's work that for Donna led her in 2009 to found Vision Board Media and LinkedInMakeover.com. I will put those links in the episode notes for those interested in finding out more, where she developed the now coveted LinkedIn four point methodology. Donna now has over 40 writers working for her who all work tirelessly to help thousands of executives, entrepreneurs, HR leaders like yourselves to create the most professional branded LinkedIn profiles possible. She's also author of the book LinkedIn Profile Optimization for Dummies, published by Wiley. And let's be honest, when was the last time you took a detailed look at your own LinkedIn Profile. How many of you know it could be a little bit better and yet we do nothing to improve it? Perhaps the question should really be, what incredible opportunities are we missing out on because our profile is not optimized. Well, I'm not going to give you those answers because we're joined by an absolute pro on this subject. So let me please welcome Donna Sadula to the HR l podcast show. Donna, welcome.
0: Hey, Andy. Thank you so much for having me. My
2: absolute pleasure. I should actually mention as well, Donna has been featured here on Forbes, Business Insider, Times Money section, Wall Street Journal's Market Watch, LA Times, NBC, and so many other news outlets on this subject. So Please trust me when I say we have an absolute LinkedIn expert on the show for you all today. But before we dive into LinkedIn, because that's what we're going to be talking about, I'm going to open with the question I always start with, which, Donna, what do the words human resources mean to you?
0: Nick, I will be totally honest with you. And back when I was working in corporate America, the words HR struck terror in my soul. (laughs) But I, I have to say things have changed, and and when I hear HR, you know, I really think of a partnership with uh, with employees, uh, you know, a bridge to uh, the executive team. I, I think of good things now. But back when I was in corporate America, I have to tell you, it, it used to strike some fear in me. Yeah. I
2: don't think that's a bad thing. I think it shows just how far the professions really. Come along. And you must have seen that in your works on LinkedIn, right? The, the professional profile has changed for us all. So let's let's dive straight in with the, the obvious question based on your book, which is how can we go about optimizing our LinkedIn profile so that we get found? Sounds so easy.
0: Yeah. And and you know, I think for most people, what they do is they think, oh, I want to get found so let me just let me just get on linkedin and let me start optimizing but you really need to take a step back and figure out what do you want to get found for you know what would a person be searching for that should lead them should have them collide with you in the searches and until you really understand what those words are you're not going to be able to optimize your profile in the, in the manner that it needs to be so first really think in terms of who is my target audience what do I want? You know, how do I want to be found? What are those words they'd be using? And then once you understand that, at that point, you want to start from the top of your profile and you want to work your way down. You want to really always write to your target audience. You want to write to uh, their needs, their goals, uh, their what they need to know about you. And you need to be using those keywords. That's absolutely imperative.
2: So if I was an HR professional, then and I, I, you know, what would be my target audience? Would I be looking at other HR professionals should it be the employees that i'm perhaps responsible for and where do we even get started with when we comes to these sort of keyword searching that you mentioned
0: yeah, you know, and and I think for for those HR leaders out there, it really depends. Some of them may be saying, hey, this is a fabulous time for me to start looking and to see what else is out there. There's others that might be saying, you know, wait, I want to be on it for media opportunity. I want to have interviews, I want to be in articles, I want to be seen as an expert. I want to be someone who, you know, collides with professional service providers and partners and investors. So really the the landscape escape out there is is huge. There's a big spectrum of what a person could want. And maybe they want a little bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> but you've got to really just say to yourself, what what am I hoping to achieve? And then once you do that, then you want to think to yourself, you know, what is it? What are my strengths? You know, what am I known for? What are those key words? You know, if a person was looking for someone to speak on, uh, you know, performance development or or something that is something that you're very interested in, you want to make sure that you talk about that. In your profile, and you can do that in the About section. You could put it in your headline as a keyword. You could put it into your your current experience as well as depending upon your trajectory. If it's something that you did, you know, throughout your career, but the more you talk about it, the more apt you are to to show up in searches.
2: Absolutely. I think one thing I really loved about your response there, although, you know, I found LinkedIn profiles one of the first million members, right, which may sound like that's still a huge number when you consider there's over 610 million people on it now. I was one of the first Mm -hmm. adopters. But I was the first adopter as a recruiter. And I think a lot of people feel like LinkedIn is a almost like a recruitment platform. It's where you put your CV. But actually, as you've mentioned there, it's become much bigger than that. It's much broader. If you want to speak, then you can find speaking opportunities. If you want to network, you can find networking opportunities. How would you describe the platform for those that perhaps still view it with those I only go to LinkedIn if I need a job eyes?
0: Oh, I know. And and you know what, Nick, that that's something that so many people think about. It's like, oh, I get I get on LinkedIn when I'm looking or LinkedIn is just for job seekers, and it's not. It is a place to forge your network. It is a place to tell your story. It is a reputation engine, and it's it's a place for you to develop as a professional, to connect with other people, and to learn and to help And to inspire so it's a place that i want people to always be and in fact if if you can say to yourself you know linkedin is a place that i go to really make sure that i'm staying up on trends that i'm connecting with people that i'm that not only am i learning but i'm also educating and adding value you become that person who doesn't really ever have to look for work work finds you
2: yes and and
0: that's i think where we all want to be right
2: yeah, oh, sure. Absolutely right. And I, I mean, when I talk to HR professionals, I think one thing that's really apparent is A, it's a platform where people love to help other people. You mentioned networking there. There's no HR professional listening to this right now that doesn't have some kind of HR problem I'm sure they could do with some kind of peer-to-peer support. And actually, you'd be surprised if you put a question on LinkedIn, the chances are if you put it in the right place, someone will be only too willing to, to impart their knowledge and to help. And that's kind of a, just the start of getting... I guess, getting to leverage the platform for the things it can it can offer. And I also say to people, it's a really yeah. free way to, to, to applaud your team. You don't always have to give them incentives that are financial, actually just making a shout out saying, well done team on this great project can be really empowering for your teams as well. They're just two things that I would use it for, but you've written a whole methodology about this. So tell us a little bit more about your four point plan and maybe some other things that I guess people haven't really considered utilizing the platform for that may be really useful for them.
0: So my four point methodology, and I sort of hinted at it, is the first part is the strategy of it. It's knowing your goal. Why are you on LinkedIn? What are you hoping to achieve? So few people ever really, they just get on it. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> they just get yeah. on it and they don't think anything more. If you don't know where you're going, you're never gonna get there. So really have an idea. You know, are you doing it to recruit? Are you doing it maybe, you know, for to see what other opportunities are out there? Are you there doing it for expertise? Are you doing it for reputation management? Are you doing it for branding? Figure out what you want. And it could be a little bit of both or all of all of the above. Once you do that, once you know your strategy, you know why you're on, you know who your target audience is, you know your keywords, at that point you've got to optimize. You've got to spend time and really work on your profile. This is not a five-minute exercise. This is not grab your old, dull, out-of-date resume and copy it into the yeah. fields. No, 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 we don't do that. This is really sitting down and saying, who am I? Why am I doing what I'm doing? You know, How am I helping others? How is it different? What are my values? Like, Who is my tribe? That's the story we want to be telling infusing it with our keywords so we're going to get found, but found by our tribe, found by the people who who resonate with who we are and what we do. That, to me, is is what we should be aiming for. It's not copy and paste a bio or copy and paste something that was developed years ago for some other platform. But really spend time and do something thoughtful. And this is a good thing just, just for yourself to really think about these things because it really helps you understand where you're headed. What do you want? It, it brings all of these things together. It's an amazing exercise. Once you optimize your profile, you got to build your network. So many people tell me that there's no they're getting no traction on LinkedIn. They don't get it. It's a waste of time. They don't have a big enough network. It's just that simple.
2: So let's let's focus on that network piece a little bit because you've given a really good example there. Some of the feedback that I get, uh, I, I've got a relatively sizable network. It's about twenty-two thousand, I think, at the minute, of only HR professionals. So it's quite a niche network, despite the size of it. You'll see other people come to LinkedIn now and say, "Well, I've I've caught it too late, Nick. You know, you've already got those connections. I've got no connections. How quickly can I build them? How, you know, have I, have I just missed the boat on this? How quick can we start seeing?" I
0: say to that.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and i say that
0: nick there's that old saying that says the best time to build it to plant a tree was 20 years ago the second best time is today right so it's it's never too late and and it's one of those things where you never stop right i mean nick you're you you have a sizable network but you're still working on it you're still yeah. And and that's the way everyone should be looking at it is it's not something that ever stops. It's just a part of those tools in your tool belt and it's something that you're always going to do and that is you're always going to be connecting and and making sure that you're growing your network but you're also looking back at that older network and and you want to make sure that you're you're telling it and you're you're working it and you're reconnecting with people. So, you know, with LinkedIn and that network you need to be connecting and really thinking about how can I stay in touch with these people and how can I help them? How can I add value to them? Which then takes me to the next step, which is once Once you know why you're on it, you know your keywords, once you have your optimized profile, once you have a a pretty strong and growing and thriving network, then you need to start to engage. And that is when you really start to, start to see good things happen. It's when you get on and you start to post, you recommend people, you message people, uh, you get on, you do the LinkedIn learning, you start running searches, you start really using LinkedIn As that tool, and once once all of those places, all of those gears are now moving and working together, really good things happen. It's crazy.
2: I guess the the, the question really is: if you're not on it, you'll never know what those good things are. You've got to be in it to win it. You've got to know. You know, you only discover those opportunities by being proactive. And interestingly, used your tree um, analogy, my brother has just joined LinkedIn literally last week. And it's really interesting seeing the differences. And I've been trying to guide him and already he's having some really great conversations. Um, and I've given my advice on how to optimize it, not to the level of your expertise, Donna, but you know, for someone new to the platform who maybe is just a little bit overwhelmed potentially with how much there is to do. You've got groups, you've got loads of things coming in and you, 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 know, you want to try and make the most of it. What would be the, the, the I guess, the first three things you would recommend they did to make sure they're doing the starting off in the right way
0: just in in, and if we were to just focus in just on the profile all right just the profile i would say Look at the intro card. Look at that top part of the profile. Make sure there's a background graphic that really illustrates your brand that that talks about, you know, really shows in a subtle way. It doesn't have to be overly obvious, but you know, it really gives a person an idea of who you are and what you do without reading a single word. So a background graphic get a nice looking profile picture, one that your face fills the circle. And I don't want to see much in terms of shoulders or elbows there, just your face, make it smiling, look at the camera and make sure it looks nice. It's a nice professional photo. That's important. The next thing is that headline. The headline is so important because it's not just um relegated to the top of the profile that headline actually moves with you through all of your activity on LinkedIn so if you're messaging someone if you're posting on LinkedIn uh if you're recommending uh, someone's you know someone on their profile all of those areas That They see your your picture, they see your name, and they see that headline. And so the headline needs to be engaging, it needs to be attractive, it should be optimized with the right keywords, and it really should just compel a person to want to click on your profile to read more.
2: Are there any um, do's and don'ts then? So for example contact information now, i know for certain levels of engagement on linkedin you can be a, we're a paid for user as a recruitment agency so we have a few access to a few additional features if you're new to linkedin should people be including their contact information in their headlines or in their profiles so that it's easy for other people to, to reach them or should they keep that confidential with you know all the different data legislations and concerns that may be associated how would you advise how would you advise someone on that side
0: you no, know, I always say if you want opportunity to knock, you've got to tell it what door to knock on. So yeah. Yeah. I think you should. I really do. I mean, if you're on LinkedIn uh, because you want to help people, you want to inspire people, you want opportunities, it's best to put your contact information out there. Um, yes, there's always a chance that someone might try to sell you, but you know, hey, it's that's not a bad thing necessarily. Sometimes it might be a solution that you need. Um, but I do think it's important to put that contact information out there. But I'm going to say one more thing, Nick, and that is, I think for your audience, you know, one of the things is look at your profile and see, you know, is it something that you're, you're happy to have represent you? Is it, does it really tell your story and it, does it show your value, but then don't stop there. Look at the company page Look at your, the employees, look at the man, the executive teams and start to look at all of the profiles that are associated with your company and start asking yourself those questions as well, because they all represent that company. And you want to make sure that, you know, the company story is there and that, you know, the people look like someone that's, you know, really showcasing their best.
2: A really interesting observation from my side, and I'd love to get your take on this. And I think you've you've mentioned this a few times. It's really important that people coming to LinkedIn are clear about their goals and objectives for the platform. Now, interestingly, LinkedIn have added a few features to make this easier. So, for example, you can can have the open for opportunities um, little picture that goes up. What was really surprising for me is when that became available, loads of people started utilizing it. But they're usually people that never thought about writing, hey, I'm open for opportunities themselves before that became available. And it kind of showcases just how many people are on the platform, but aren't actually telling other users why they're there. And whether that is for a job search, if it is because they want to share ideas, they want to get involved in, I don't know, NED work or speaking. And that's one thing. What are the sort of common things that you see when you're looking at someone's profile. They think they have it optimized, but actually you go, every time I see this, this is quite common. You haven't done X, Y, or Z. What are the common things that you see?
0: For most people, and it really doesn't matter if you're great in sales, if you're a high performer, you're a fabulous leader. When it comes to writing about yourself, it's tough. Mm -hmm it's really, really hard to write about yourself. And it's it's even harder to understand what your own strengths are because they come so easily, right? Like you just sort of assume, oh, I, I can get up on stage and speak. That's easy. No, it's not. Most people can't do that. So, you know, it really is hard. And I think when you look at your profile, a lot of times you're looking through it, you know, just through your own lens of who you are. And I do think it's important to ask for help and ask other people and say, Hey, you know, here's my profile. Does it fit with the vision that you have for me? Is it matching my brand? And maybe my brand needs to change. Maybe I need to start to incorporate different aspects of who I am and what I'm putting out there without even recognizing it. So in in some ways, when you look at your profile, you know, really say to yourself, did I, did I cut corners or did I really open up? and And write authentically, did I hit all of those points that are important to me and what I believe are my superpowers that I believe are, you know, my added, uh, you know, just specialties. You know, those things, I think a lot of us, we don't want to write about ourselves. You know, we'd rather clean out our garage or rearrange our kitchen before we sit down and write about ourselves. So I would just say, you know, read it through, almost look at it as if it was not us. Think of it as a totally different person and read it and think to yourself, what am I getting out of it? Like, am I truly impressed? And if you can't do it and it's okay, if you can't, it's really hard. That's why I have my business. It's really hard to do this. Find a friend, find a colleague, find your mentor and say, read this for me and help me understand, does this match not who I am today, but who I want to be tomorrow?
2: And oh, that's great advice. And let's focus a little bit Then on, you've got a team of 40 plus writers now helping people really develop their personal brands. You know, a personal branding expert. What are some of those, I think it's over 6,000 executives you now work with, Donna which is a phenomenal number. What are some of those executives yeah. talk to you about LinkedIn success? And, and you know, how do how does your team start that process of really improving employee branding for people? Where does it start? And what are some of the success stories that have come out on the other side of it?
0: The success stories, What what really... I almost have to say it, it surprised me. You know, I started this in 2009. Um, back then it was just me. And what I, what I found to be surprising is, one, that it can change a person's life.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I know it sounds crazy, but so many times people feel stuck. They don't know their story. They don't understand the value they add. And, and they're not where they want to be because they define themselves for who they are right this very second everything is about, this is what I do. These are my, this is my, these are my roles. These are my responsibilities. This is my, these are my tasks. No one cares about those things, Nick. It's what have you done? How have you moved the needle? What are your accomplishments? What are your triumphs? What are you truly proud of? It's not that this is what you do every day, but what have you done that has made a significant impact on the organization? And let's not even think about what you're doing day to day, right? This very second, where do you want to be? Where do you want to go? What does that future look like? And let's start talking about the things that you do now that push you, that will that, that align to that future vision. And when we do that, it's the strangest thing happens. The universe starts to provide opportunities start to come and people start to move forward again. They start to level up. they start to they, they may feel a little uncomfortable. But once they're in that uncomfortable spot for a little bit of time, it starts to feel more comfortable. And the next thing they know, amazing things have happened. They've changed jobs. They get new clients. They find awesome opportunities. And it's all worth it. It's all worth the small little uh, expense and and uncomfortableness of sitting down and talking about yourself.
2: Sure. And I think as a recruiter, I use LinkedIn for searching for people all the time. You can never, you know, you'll never know from the other side of the of uh, the platform what it is that people like myself are searching for. You know, it's not just yeah. HR practitioner or HR leader, because that brings me back thousands and thousands of results. So we have to be more specific. We are looking for people's goals. We are looking at the things that motivate them. Um, so I think it's a, a, a incredible advice that you're giving. It's really important. I and mean, when you go to a party. I can tell you that my name is Nick Day from London and I work in recruitment. Doesn't really tell you anything about me it's that's kind of the the surface information right and we want to get underneath that and really find out about the values and the behaviors that drive that individual which is something that hr people are just so passionate about anyway aligning corporate cultures with corporate values and, and employee values mm-hmm. so it's it's hopefully this was really really resonating with them with some of the advice that uh, that you're giving so of course, you you um, collaborated with Wiley, the publisher as well, to release the excellent book. I, and You can get it on Amazon. I will put a link in the episode notes for anyone interested in getting this book. I think you can see it in the background for Donna there as well, which is LinkedIn profile on- <laughs> <There we are. laughs> for dummies. Um, tell us a little bit about that yeah. collaboration, how that came about and what we might expect to find in the, in the book.
0: Yeah. So, so they reached out to me a number of years ago. I've done two editions for them. They found me on Twitter of all places, yes. not on LinkedIn. It was through a tweet that I had sent out. The acquisitions editor said, wow, this is really fascinating. And she went down the, uh, the rabbit hole of, of my, my LinkedIn makeover.com website. And she said, you know what? I think there's a, there's a need, not just for a, a four dummies book on LinkedIn, but one that really, you know, specifically goes into the branding aspect and the profile and, and building that presence. And so she reached out and we did the book. It was a crazy whirlwind of, yeah. of writing. Um, but what I really love about the book is it wasn't meant to be re- read cover to cover, it's really meant to be that resource. Book for you, so a person can say, you know what, I want to tackle the about section. So let me go to that chapter. Let me go to that section and let me read about it. Or hey, I'm having a real hard time with just understanding how I can truly, uh, you know, showcase my experiences. You could go to that section and read up about it. So and it's full of tips and tricks, and it's just it's made to be devoured. But you know, devoured in those areas and time that you need it. It's not you know you don't have. To, you can, but you don't have to read it cover to cover.
1: Have you ever asked yourself, how can any recruiter understand my HR recruitment challenges? Please don't give up on your hiring challenges just yet. Here at JGA HR recruitment, we appreciate the difficulties associated with attracting, recruiting and retaining top human resources talent. We also understand just how costly a poor hire can be. JGA HR Recruitment would like to partner with you to help you overcome your hiring challenges. Contact us today on 01727 800 377 or visit jgarecruitment.com to find out more.
2: So if I was then, a, well, as I am, I'm someone I, I consider myself pretty familiar and, and, and up to speed with the way that LinkedIn works. But of course, it has an algorithm behind it that changes all the time. There'll be lots of people listening to this, hopefully, have gone, actually, I think I've done a pretty good job on LinkedIn. I feel like I know my stuff. When you get to that level, what are some of the things that you you still see? You actually you might know a lot, but actually, if you considered X, Y, or Z, or, or where can we take it to the next level? We feel like we've got a good profile, but we actually just want to optimize it that little bit more what are some of the things you might better suggest
0: so so some of the things to go a little bit further and that would be adding multimedia going into the featured section of the profile and adding that so few people even know the featured section is there it's relatively new but it's a great way of of incorporating elements that are outside of linkedin into your profile so you can have youtube videos you could have powerpoint presentations you can link back to your company website or or maybe if you're doing philanthropic stuff you can link out to different charities that you work with it's it's the featured section is an amazing area. The other aspect is the, um, the video, the cover video for the profile picture. Again, very few people are using it, but you can go in there. You just tap on your, your profile picture and you can actually upload a video to your profile picture. So when a person is looking at your profile, suddenly your profile picture comes alive and it's you moving and talking and introducing yourself. There's also the pronunciation Area where you can pronounce your name. Nick, you're you have an easy name. My last name's a little difficult, so it works well for me. But you know, for you, Nick, you might even consider adding that pronunciation, but giving an elevator pitch as well. So it doesn't just have to be that your name, it could be your name and your elevator pitch, who you are and what you do and how you help. Um, there's a lot of hidden sections and things that LinkedIn is adding. I mean, they just recently added your pronouns. So if you really want to show yourself as, as that person who is all accepting and welcoming, go in there and add your pronouns. Um, it's it's just the, the profile is, is so robust. It's so robust. And I think very few people recognize how how extensive it can be and I know a lot of times people hear that they're like but if I put too much is it going to turn people away have I have I overdone it you know the truth of the matter is if you want to get found the more you the more content and context you add the more you're able to authentically and organically utilize keywords the more keywords you have the better you are to get found so Plus, people are qualified when they're looking, right? So they want to learn more about you. They're there for a reason. So give them something.
2: Great advice. By the way, I will put Donna's uh, LinkedIn profile again in the show notes. Well worth checking out because actually Donna's profile was the first that I saw, which has that kind of video animation under the profile picture. It's fantastic. So go and check out Donna's profile. I'm sure you can follow Donna's work as well on LinkedIn, but you'll see exactly some of those features that Donna's just mentioned uh, come to life when you, when you view her profile. And You can make it hopefully happen yourself. Certainly a plan for me to try and do that after this as well. You mentioned that um, sometimes people don't want to put themselves out there as much because they're worried about certain contacts. Certainly in the recruitment world, some people don't like to do it because they're worried their current employers may see that they are active on the the platform. Now, I will always say as a recruiter, look, try not to be too concerned because all of your colleagues will already be on there, right? So don't worry. It's not just you and your business. Most people now tend to have a LinkedIn profile of some sort. But for someone that is concerned, maybe their objective is to find a new position, but they're wary that their manager may see it. What kind of advice would you give to that individual?
0: So the advice that I would give is recognize that everyone is on LinkedIn right now. There's very few people that aren't. Um, you don't need to be on LinkedIn in a manner where it's like, hey, I'm looking for a job. <laughs> like, you know, shower me recruiters with opportunity. You don't have to be on LinkedIn in that type of a desperate way. It's it's not necessary. You want to be on it in more of a branding type of way where you're, where you want to let people know who you are and how you're helping and what you're doing. Um, and, and, You can even talk about your current company and and what you're doing in that role. Uh, There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I think for most employers now, they want to see... That you're putting forth an effort, that you know your brand, that you own your brand, you own that value, and you're putting it out there. There's something very, very attractive about that. You know, for companies, your number one asset is your employees, and if you're recruiting as a company, you want to show that you have rock stars, you know, in your midst because that's going to attract high-level candidates, right? So it's it's not like you shouldn't be on it or you should look terrible. That's not going to help anyone. It's not even going to help the company, right? You want great clients. Clients wanna know who who, who are working, who's working there, who's going to be helping them. And they want to see amazing, amazing people. So I would say put yourself out there, showcase yourself as an awesome person. And if someone says, Hey, what are you doing? I'm helping the company. I'm showcasing the awesome assets, employees that are here. You know and the other thing is I've always said you don't really need to say hey I'm looking for my next opportunity or or recruiters please reach out to me. Recruiters are going to reach out no matter what. I mean you could say do not reach out to me I'm very happy where I am but if you are a perfect fit a good recruiter is still going to reach out to you. I can
2: you. absolutely confirm that as a recruiter as well. Like, that will definitely happen. <laughs> 100%. Yeah.
0: So make sure you you define yourself, you describe yourself as that perfect person they're they going to reach out no matter what. <laughs> they really will.
2: Fantastic, that's great, great advice on that. But one thing I wanted to ask as well is about groups. So something that um, a lot of people, my brother, I use him as a case in point, just joining LinkedIn, wasn't aware of the group section. But actually when I introduced it to him, he's like, actually Nick, I never knew there were groups of people that have done the same MBA course as me. And there's a whole lot of host of people there, from alumni, there's people that have done similar sort of project management things that he's done as well. He works in the aerospace industry. And he was absolutely stunned by just how many like-minded people there were, not just in the UK where he's based, but actually across the globe. Um, he's worked in the US, he's worked in Italy, and he's suddenly connecting with people, not because he knows them, by, you know, because he's worked with them, but because they're in a similar industry doing similar things. Tell us a little bit about groups and how we can really use groups to help us find some of those answers and help us utilize our experience on, on LinkedIn.
0: You know, at one time, people would talk about how fruitful groups were and how it was a fabulous place to go. And, And I do believe there are some groups that are still active, but LinkedIn has done a lot to really just take away the functionality and a lot of the value that groups brought. So I will say, if you know of a group and it's active and people are there, that's a fabulous thing. It's a thing of beauty and the group's can be potentially very, very fruitful. But unfortunately, a lot of the groups aren't, it's not like it used to be. Mm -hmm. I believe that if you want to find those like-minded people, follow hashtags because the post and that LinkedIn feed is where there's a lot of activity right now. So certainly, you know, go click on the work waffle, click on groups, do some (laughs) searches, but don't put a lot of effort there because it's not the way it used to be, unfortunately. I, and it's just, it's not, it's not this happening place. A lot of those groups have moved. Uh, the, the administrators just got tired and they went to Facebook, they went to Slack, they went to mighty networks, they went to other places. So if you really, and, and so you can't find what you're looking for, it's not you, <laughs> it's not you. <laughs> it, it's, it's just what happened. Um, and I would love to see the groups, you know, rise again like a phoenix. I would love nothing more than that because they were very powerful and it was a fabulous place to go and find those like-minded people. What you can do is run some searches and look for hashtags, follow hashtags. Um, There's a lot of great things happening. You can jump in, see what other people are talking about and jump into conversations that are from people outside of your network. So that's a fabulous tool to really sort of get out from your regular... Your regular network to find other people talking about things that you care about.
2: I think that's really, really good advice. Where, where could we find then which hashtags to be following if we're new to it? Maybe we're new to the whole new to the whole hashtag concept. But we want to get involved mm-hmm. in that conversation. How can we discover which hashtags are probably most relevant to what we want to uh, achieve?
0: Yeah, what I have found is within the LinkedIn realm versus Twitter versus Instagram, where they get a little bit more niche, they get really nitty gritty with um, accuracy with the hashtags, it's better to be broad and more general on LinkedIn. So look at leadership, look at innovation, uh, look at uh, HR, and, and so look at the more broad hashtags and then from there once you start looking at what people are posting then you can kind of go down a little bit more of a a niche rabbit hole and and see if it's HR tips or HR leadership but I find that the broader you are the more followers you'll you'll find the other thing is when you do post on LinkedIn what's what we found is you don't want to inundate your post with a lot of hashtags it just it doesn't benefit the post less hashtags are more beneficial and you'll see a much greater, more views. So stick to like three hashtags. I wouldn't go much more than five hashtags per post if you're the person creating the content.
2: Yeah, no, great advice. And actually just bringing it back to the groups thing is really interesting what you mentioned because also my brother's success was found in like-minded MBA alumni groups, which are quite niche, but actually, it's, yeah. a lot of people will, will navigate instantly to the large groups. There's thousands of members, and they think that's the right place to be. The reality is, I find anyway, the smaller the group, the more likely it is to be active and useful. And it's the ones with hundreds of thousands of me- or even millions of members, which are all dormant these days. You don't get the same benefits. Yeah. yeah. And
0: so, it's hard to get to those smaller niche yeah. groups that are active, you know, because LinkedIn's is not really showing it by activity level. They're showing it by, you know, by, membership level. Yeah. So, but, but, but to your point, you know, look at your school, look at your, your old workplaces, you know, companies, those are the more niche, the smaller ones that very well could be active and a great source of benefit. LinkedIn just took so many tools away that it became very, very hard to manage. And so they just, they might still be there but most likely they're not accepting new members, or if they are, there's just not a lot of activity taking place, unfortunately.
2: Right. So in a moment, I'm going to open the vault, which is some short, sharp questions uh, to help the world of HR, which i will going to open in just a moment. My last question is this. You've talked to us a little bit about You know, for those more advanced users where they can optimize their profile, the fact that LinkedIn is always changing—I've discovered things just looking at your profile that I wasn't aware of. And I consider myself to be up to speed. There's always things moving. It's an evolving platform, which we know. You help those that are new to the platform to come to it and where they need to get started. What's the question I haven't asked? that you go, actually, Nick, you haven't asked me this, but this is some advice that I need to get out there to your HR community because this could really, really help them. I don't know what that question is, so I'm going to throw that back to you and say what's the one piece of advice that maybe you could give relates to a question that I haven't posed?
0: I sort of started taking the conversation there earlier, so I hope – I hate for this to be a little bit redundant, but I really do think that for those who are in HR – it is important to look, to take that step back, you know, make sure that your profile looks great, but take that step back and look at the company, look at the employees, make sure that they are optimized and they are showcasing the right aspects. And it is finding that balance, which says, We want you to show that, hey, you work with us and that you're enjoying it. Like, tell that story. But we also want it to be the uniqueness of you. You know, we want you to shine. And we don't want to take total control over this. And anyway, this is your profile. And how can we help you use this to show your brand and show what you're doing? That, I think, is is important. And a lot of HR people, they find it hard to strike that balance where, the company message versus the employee yeah. brand and message. But I think that we could do something that works for everyone and helps. It becomes just a, a beautiful place for connection. And I know this sounds crazy, but a little bit of storytelling. You know, it's the company's story, but also the employee's story.
2: 100 percent And that's what we like reading about, right? It's those things we like as, as consumers of the information, we like to read stories. I know that I do. They're the things that pull me in. It's the stories, it's the it's the reality, <laughs> it's the truth. Um, the things that are, are generally happening, and I think um, I, I couldn't agree more. About the storytelling, which we haven't talked too much about that so far, absolutely critical. And yeah, I think it's really, really fantastic advice. We're going to open the uh, HRL and D Vault.
1: Opening the L and D Vault.
2: Donna so the first question is this: In hindsight, what's the one thing you now know that you wish you had known when you began your career?
0: Well, you know, uh, so so in 2009, I, I will tell you this: I wasn't thinking big enough okay and in 2009 i truly thought i was i was just putting together this little company and i wasn't thinking big enough and and in fact um i named my company in 2009 i named it my first name was donna tech designs and it really shows you it was just me at the time i yeah. really wasn't thinking any bigger and And I I was absolutely shocked because, you know, the longer I was out there and within just the first few years, um, you know, uh, professionals and executives and entrepreneurs started to flock to my service. They were like, we need help telling our story. This is so hard. We need, you know, and that's when I started to realize I can't do it alone. I need to bring more people in. And once I started to bring more people in, it seemed very strange to have a company that was just my, basically just my first name. And so that's when I I changed it to Vision Board Media. And the the idea of Vision Board Media is it's it's that future-oriented, that it's a board of people helping to really bring our clients to that future, you know, self that they want to accomplish. But what's the one thing that I wish I knew? I wish I knew that it was going to be bigger, that it wasn't just going to be me, that it wasn't this little thing for, you know, it was, it was going to grow. And, um, I do wish I had known that because I would have, I wouldn't have named it what I did. <laughs> no,
2: it's, a, it's a great lesson. It shows also just how great you've been in, in in this space as well. And growing that to where you have, I mean, uh, there's no doubt that LinkedIn creates entrepreneurs, it creates speakers, it creates uh, writers. And if you let the platform work for you and those that have come to you, I'm sure you've, you know, helped over 6,000 executives to achieve their ambitions through LinkedIn. So, um, and I'm no surprise to someone like myself who views you as a follower to see the success you've had, which is fantastic. So if you could give one piece of advice, Donna, to the world to help everyone working in HR right now, what would it be?
0: I would say, take some time to stop and look, look at yourself. Decide, is this where I want to be? Who am I? What am I trying to do? Ask yourself those difficult questions. No one, very few people do. No one wants to. They're uncomfortable. And we'd rather, you know, focus in on other people. We'd rather focus in on our family. We'd rather focus in on what's going on on television. We never want to stop and say, "Where am I? Am I happy? Is this is this story that I'm telling a future oriented story? And am I? am i branded where I, how i want to be you know because this is this story your profile all of these things that even the career branding people look at you because they want to know what to think and you have this power to really control their perception and if you find over and over again that You don't feel like you're getting the respect. People aren't expecting as much from you. You're not getting the opportunities that you think you should be getting. Chances are the story that you're telling may be from a long time ago and you never took the time to update it.
2: Brilliant. (laughs) That is my advice. I need to go look at my own profile now and check what I've got written down and make sure I need to update it myself. Uh, The the last thing I'm going to ask uh, in the vault then is is this. You've worked with over 6,000, as I mentioned, but what's the guiding principle or behavior that you've seen in every great leader that you've
0: worked with? I always ask people, you know, when they when they come to work with us, not to work with us, but to work, you know, as a client of okay. ours, I, I ask them to fill out a questionnaire and I always ask for, you know, their quote, their favorite quote. I ask them for their favorite book and that has been such a gift to me because it's been fabulous to read all of these inspiring quotes and to see what guides people. But in Where I'm going with that is I find that those who are truly successful, they're the ones that read, they're the ones that are always looking, they're always questioning, they have a vision for themselves. They're not the ones that are just sort of being tossed around and opportunities are falling in their lap and they're going, oh, hooray, I'm going to go work there now. They have vision. They have a vision, they have a plan, and they're always thinking to themselves, wait, wait. I've been here for three years. What am I getting out of it? What am I learning? What, am I, what are the challenges? And as soon as those challenges stop, as soon as those learning opportunities stop, they're out. They're looking for their next opportunity and they're doing it with intention. They're doing it with a deliberateness. So that is what I've learned. I didn't know that. I always wondered how these people became so successful, but it really is a mindset. It's a deliberateness. It's a desire and a vision that they have.
2: Donna, it's it's the perfect response to my final question. So thank you so much. For those that have really been engaged in this conversation, they want to find out more about LinkedIn. Where can we direct people? Of course, in the episode notes, I will have a link to your Amazon book, which is LinkedIn Profile Optimization for Dummies, which we've discussed. I will also have links to your LinkedIn profile, your own podcast, which is uh, dreambigconversations.com, and your Facebook and other social links as well. But if there's anything I haven't included in there, including your two websites, is there anywhere else you'd really like me to direct our listeners to?
0: You know, I would say follow me on LinkedIn. And once you follow me, there's going to be a little bell that appears on my profile. Click that bell. That bell is a new feature and it alerts whenever I post. So you get all the latest, greatest updates on LinkedIn and tips and tricks. And then if, if you want to find you know more about our services, as well as we have tons of free resources, I give so much away. It's not even funny. So visit linkedin-makeover.com and click on the free resources to learn just to see what else we, all the fun little things that we give away.
2: Fantastic. Donna Stewart, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today on the HR l and podcast. I hope all of my listeners have found that hugely, hugely beneficial, hugely helpful. I know that I have. Please do go follow Donna and click on that bell. And of course, if you are an HR or L&D professional needing support from a recruitment perspective to help you find some great HR talent, and please give myself or my team a call, uh, you can catch us at www.jgarecruitment.com. And of course, that link will also be in the show notes. But just leaves me to say. Thanks once again, Donna, for joining me today. I wish you a great finish to the day. And thank you all for listening to the HR l podcast. See you again soon.
1: Thank you so much for tuning into the HR l podcast with your host, Nick Day, CEO of JGA Recruitment Specialist, HR Recruiters. If you need any help with the current HR or L&D vacancy, then please get in touch with Nick and his team. All contact details can be found in the episode notes in the meantime to make sure you never miss a future episode please subscribe to the show through any of your favorite podcast channels till next time